Well, okay. Well, I started recording. If you couldn't hear the thing, uh, you know, we can edit it out whatever me. we need to. All right. <sighs> hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> what's up, man? Man, you know, it's been a little bit of a fiasco with this Zoom thing. I thought I had it like pretty down pat. And then, like, I'm for some reason, I thought I could like text you a link, you know, and you just like click on it, put in the thing, it'd be good. No, the only thing I could think to do was send you an email. And I'm going, crap, what's this email? And uh, I was like, I think I know what it is. I was like, but it's been a minute since uh, you know, I've had to email him or use his email for anything. So that's what I was, I was sitting there expecting a text. And, uh, and then you're like, are you ready? And I'm like, shit, did I never, should I never tell him I'm ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little, I know. I'm waiting. You're like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I can't figure out how to get you connected. I'm going, oh my God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> because the intelligent thing would have been to, you know, come out here hours ahead of time and make sure I'm going through all the steps. But I didn't do any of that. I laid on the couch and watched TV. And, you know, then all of a sudden it was like, all right, it's go time. And I'm not prepared. So, you know, that's typical, right? <laughs> Well, I was going to go up in the office and I was like, man, well, I was like, and then I'd have to, I'd have to rehook up everything and whatnot. Cause I haven't used my mic or my, my uh, webcam forever. Right. So right. I was like, well, you see how this iPad and my headphones work out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how the recording sounds, but you sound good to me. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was, I was wondering. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no problems on this end that I know of. Sweet. Ah, uh, man. Yeah. Hey, buddy, man. So uh, I guess, you know, maybe no introduction needed. You've been mentioned multiple times before, but uh, everybody, this is uh, my closest, closest confidant, my partner in crime, Mr. The one, the only Daniel Withrow. Um, Bada bing. Yeah, I know. I mean, has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it, you know, multiple times, but I mean, you know, you uh, you kind of helped inspire this room here and this idea. So I, uh, you know, always give. I love the background. Give credit and kudos. Have I shown you like the inside? I think maybe I have. You showed me a picture uh, of the whole like room and everything, and then of course I've, I've seen a couple of videos and stuff um but yeah yeah Yeah, i dig that little backdrop dude it's nice honestly you know i've got it well you know the layout of the house well enough i got it in the room that's in but i think i'm still for a while i thought this is where i was going to leave it but honestly i think i'm still going to put it in that uh bedroom i was originally thinking about putting Mm. in uh just because it's a bit cooler and uh i don't know there's a little more room so i feel like it'll work out and i may uh throw uh, oh i may throw my ps5 in there too dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. bro yeah so i may throw my ps5 in there down i'm just trying to figure everything out i gotta figure out i mean this room's not bad and it'll definitely work but uh you know there are other options too that i may may see about but uh yeah so the ps5 um been waiting to tell you Try to give you my full thoughts on it. Now, here's the thing. 
I have to be fair and honest and say I haven't played uh, a game yet that really like tests the limits of like, you know, how clear things can be or whatever else. Uh, the main games I have played, I've played Maneater, which I don't know if you remember me telling you, but I wasn't sure. You know, I kind of backdoored, downloaded that game uh, off that PlayStation app because, you know, you couldn't get it on uh, PS4. So I downloaded that, and uh, that game, Destruction All-Stars, I downloaded oh, right, that, right. and I wasn't sure if I had either of those two games because when I looked at them online, it still said whatever the price was instead of download or whatever else. I was like, man, I don't think I got those games. But then when I downloaded PS5, they showed up. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to try and download one of them and see what happens. And uh, they worked. So I, uh, I basically beat uh, Maneater, and uh, – it's fun. It's definitely worth the play. Um, kind of a corny. The story, of course, is cheesy. I mean, you're a shark eating people, so how good can the story be? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was uh, it was fun. It was really fun. Um, I enjoyed it. Not a, like not enough. I would have paid. I don't know, 30, 40 bucks for it. Twenty bucks probably would have paid for it uh, for free. Certainly worth it. Um, the Destruction All-Star Games is what I'm starting with now. Um, I don't know if you – I'm sure – I mean, I don't know if you remember seeing the videos on that or whatever. But it's basically like Destruction Derby, but you can hop out of your car and you're collecting gems and, like, kind of kind of chaos. But it's fun. I, you know, I, I haven't gotten too – haven't, you know, dove too deep into it yet. But – um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, they uh, they actually had Maneater on Game Pass. I think it's still on Game Pass. Um, you know, um, I almost downloaded it the other day just to mess around with it. Like you said, like it's one of those ones like I probably wouldn't pay the full price for it, but if it's on the free games or on Game Pass, I'll check it out. Right. Um, but I haven't downloaded it yet. But uh, I remember seeing Destruction All-Stars. It kind of reminded me of that game that came out on PS4 when it launched. I can't remember the name of them, but they were like rally race games where like you, it may have been actually when the PS3 launched, now that I think about it, hmm. but it was like Motor Storm or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I, can't, I can't think of the name of it, but um, kind of reminded me of that. And I was, you know, I was thinking about it. Because when I sold my PlayStation, oh, Jim Dog, yeah, I, uh, of course, canceled my PlayStation subscription. But, um, you know, I was thinking, I was like, maybe, maybe it's worth it just to hang on to, just grab the free games while I don't, you know, right, I'm right. waiting to grab a PlayStation. But ultimately, yeah. I didn't grab it. But well, I was the, say, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I was going to say, uh, other than those two games, I can't really say. I mean, I've only been trying to download for the past, you know, four to six months maybe on PS5 games. But honestly, other than Maneater and Destruction All-Stars, I'm really not sure if there's anything else that's come out in the past six months to a year that's been worth really trying to grab. So I don't think you missed out too much. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think there will start to be. But uh... – you know, once they get some more consoles out there, they did just announce today they hit 10 million. I saw that. Sold. I saw that. 
I saw Which that. Which is like, man, I just, you know, like, given how scarce they've been, which, you know, I guess they're not that scarce. I mean, people are able to buy them. You know, obviously you were able to grab one and that kind of stuff. You just have to be on it. But, yeah. uh, which, you know, I haven't been on it. But, uh, but yeah, there's uh, really, there's the game that came built in. Uh, yeah, I was say about that uh, too. Astrobot, yeah. which I guess is really one of the only games besides Ratchet that has really uh, utilized some of the features of the PS5. I guess it's really more of like a controller showcase. Yeah. Kind of like really, you know, get you attached to the controller and all the new features and stuff on it. But uh, uh, Ratchet, from what I've heard, is really just gorgeous and at times pretty overwhelming with how much stuff they have going on at one time in the in the screen cool okay interesting yeah you mentioned ratchet earlier and i went oh because that was not really not necessarily a game on my radar you know it's been one of those films free i'd be like yeah sure i'll play it but i mean you know not something i was necessarily looking at but uh now that you mentioned that i go hmm, maybe i have to check that out i did play the uh astro astro room Astro Bot mm-hmm. Room, whatever it's called, Astro's Playroom. Uh, that was pretty fun. And it does show you, I mean, it really does utilize the controllers, uh, the triggers. I know I texted you quite a bit about the triggers and how they felt. And uh, one thing I'll tell you is like during the game, the Astro's Playroom, you have like a little slot machine thing you have to pull down. And uh, you use the left trigger to pull it down. Well, like halfway through, you feel that trigger, it gets harder to pull. Like there's a stop there. Like, so you're like, click, 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 uh, uh, clink. And, uh, but it's like neat. Cause, yeah. Because your finger's like, uh, and then like it gets harder there. And you're like, all right, I, all right, I got to squeeze harder and click. And then it goes, you're like, oh, sh- that's cool. So um, that was probably the biggest, you know, Astro's Playroom for sure. Definitely, you know, it showed me a lot of neat stuff as far as how, you know, and then like, yeah, the sensitivity to like the vibration or whatever. Uh, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, you know, in the midst of a game, I don't always, you know, it's not like I'm going, oh, the vibration was less here. I'm being shot at. But, you know, it's like, you know, and that and that Astro's Playroom it did, like, you know, I did really get an understanding of the controller. And, uh, God, man, I know I said it before, but uh, that controller is it's, it's nice feeling. It's, you know, the... Uh, yeah, man. The handles on it are just very... That's the biggest thing I can say. The part where your fingers grip around is a lot thinner and uh, it just, it's a good, good feeling grip. You know, like rumble and uh, like vibrations, that's never been something super like uh, important to me or that I really cared about. But um, I'll tell you the first game that I really noticed it was I was playing again, you know, Xbox, but um their Forza Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've really um, they really utilize the vibration in the controller. Like you're racing around on that game, and I feel like you can really feel like they do a lot of drastic changes with the vibration in their different settings and. Like, even if you're like, if you start to slide or like lose grip on one of your tires, like you can really feel it individually in your hand. And, um, and they kind of use like 
down towards your palm, they have a vibration for your rear wheels and then up towards like the top of your fingers, the front wheels. And that was the first game I was like, wow, like vibration really does make a slight difference. Right. And uh, I'm really excited to see because of that racing game, I think the uh, the haptic feedback on the PS5 controller will be really fun with something like Gran Turismo. Right. See, and I think I, I don't remember what it was, whatever racing game it was at the time I was playing, but I know the same feeling when one of your wheels catches, you know, off the track and you go, oh, shoot, that thing vibrated back here. Yeah, I yeah. know that feeling. And it's, uh, you know, it's an it's this neat one. It makes, you know, in that moment, you go, oh, that's kind of cool. So, yeah. Yeah, with most of those, I could take it or leave it. And like with some of the other features, like on the PS4, like I always turned off the the mic, like the little uh, speaker on the controller. One, yeah. I wanted my controller to last longer. I didn't want it to die as quick. But also, I just majority of the time I had headphones in. I wasn't hearing that shit anyway, so I just turned it off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like some of the new features are going to be pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, there was... A- I mean, there's only been a few games where I've ever really used that microphone on the controller. Uh, and even then, like, it's not really like whatever it was useful wasn't that, you know, crucial to the game necessarily. Uh, mm. But yeah, I mean, I cut the volume all the way down on it. And uh, the other thing I used to do to cut the controller or, you know, save the battery was I'd dim down the front light or whatever on the controller, right, right. which I do with the PS5 as well. Now, the light is not so- as bad, but go ahead. How's that light like on the new controller? It, obviously, it doesn't have the same like light bar and everything, but is it kind of similar in that regard? The light, uh, the only light I notice is where the touchpad is. There is a uh, two lights that go up the left and right side of the touchpad near your directional button. And uh, okay, so there's not like a top light anymore. Not that I'm aware of. Now, if I mean there could be, and I just haven't noticed it yet, but I don't think so. Hmm. You know, I mean, that seems like a silly question. Like, you feel like at this point, I probably know. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not aware of it. And uh, you're not looking up there usually. But yeah, yeah, I'm not aware of it. And uh, like I said, it's probably 10 minutes after I got the thing up and running, I went to the settings and I dimmed that light down. So even if it was there, it wouldn't be bright. Right. But yeah, that's always right. that's always kind of my move as far as trying to conserve controller battery life. So have you played any uh, shooters on it? Like, uh, did you re-download uh, Call of Duty? Or man, no, I haven't. And I really thought about it, and I wanted to, because I was like, man, yeah, it'll probably run a lot faster and a lot better. But it's still like a bazillion gigs. And, you know, my concern is, like, how much hard drive space do I want to dedicate to this thing, especially when I have a PS4 hooked up right above it, you know, that I could if I want to, right. you know, just crank up and keep going. I mean, yeah. I know obviously I, PS5 would be faster and probably run better, but it's like, yeah, like I said, at the same time, which could man, like, I don't want to, you know, kill all my hard drive space for this one game that I already have readily available, you know. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think, you know, when it comes to like load times and all that kind of stuff, I mean, really, that's, that's the big one you're going to see. It's right. Like, difference with and i mean it's not like that three-year-old game is optimized or like updated or anything you know so right no point like you said well i uh 
Speaking of load times, I want to tell you this because I uh, was thinking about it. I don't have an exact time. I don't really know. But uh, there's – I don't know if you remember the game Wreckfest. It was like a yep. destruction game. I played on PS4. It was fun. Well, it was one of the free games on PS5 as well. So okay. I, I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to upload this. And, you know, I'll probably play it for a little bit, you know, get rid of it or whatever. But uh, either way, so I hit download on it. I like went to send basically an email. I don't know, a, you know, a minute or so. I had to type um, some sentence in. Um, it could have been more than a couple minutes. And I looked up and it was already 60% downloaded. And I went, wow, that's awfully quick. And I went and looked and that was like 25 gigs. So like, and you know, a span of a couple minutes, it had downloaded 12 or 13 gigs worth of stuff. Like it was nothing. And I like, so I like clicked on it. And it was like 60, 61%, 62%, 63%. So like, I mean, like very quickly, uh, it was, you know, like downloading this game uh, way faster than, you know, I could ever remember PlayStation 4 doing, obviously. But, you know, so. Yeah. It was yeah, I didn't think about that, that like download speed. I, I had heard like um, what I always known, like even like with PS4, like no matter how fast your internet was like you were going to get a cap on how fast you could download the game right, right. and um supposedly you know with n- not only with the updated wi-fi cards in them and ethernet you know ports and all that kind of shit but that th- that they were going to uncap that download speed or whatever yeah so it sounds like you're pulling what what you pay for basically. i was gonna say well it's certainly you know I don't know how fast it's downloading, but it's certainly fast from the PS4, which obviously it should be. But uh, like it's, it moved, you know, like I was, I mean, like I said, I literally like watched it, watched it, you know, do its thing. And like there was no hesitation. Also, in that Maneater game, you know, you could fast travel to places or whatever. The fast travel time was pretty much instantaneous. So that was, yeah. You know, and that's one thing I will say, even though Maneater may be an older game and it may be originally a PS4 type of deal, um, it had a, a lot of content, uh, a lot of background movement. You know, you're a shark in the middle of the ocean, so there's other sharks and other fish consistently swimming around you. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts, and uh, to be able to load up a whole different part of the world, you know, like I said, basically instantaneously, Um you know, that was one thing that caught my eye to it. Holy cow, that's that's pretty intense, you know. Yeah, for sure. That was uh that was one thing I saw. Like when they first, you know, were when they first came out, of course everybody was the big uh the big test or uh, showcase was the Spider Man game, Miles yeah, Morales yeah, yeah. and then the remastered Spider Man. And I I played the shit that's the only game i've ever platinumed on playstation was spider-man nice and um and they had these nice little cool loading screens like originally where spider-man would like go down in the subway he'd be like texting on his phone and he'd give you a couple tips or whatever and it'd take i don't know 30 seconds or whatever the festival and they were showing all these videos of it basically being like oh you select where you want to fast travel and then pretty much at a snap of a finger, you were on top of the building, like ready to swing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like those little things, like you don't really think about it until you're not having to deal with it. Yeah. That you're like, man, like 
yeah, normally at everyone who's that these like cutscenes are best things. I'm picking up my phone, I'm getting distracted by Instagram or Facebook for a couple minutes, and then I'm like, oh, it's loaded. And then I'm then I'm yeah, 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 for sure. Now it's like you don't even have time to check your texts, and it's like you're there, you're back into it. So it's it's uh that one's gonna be interesting, especially for games like that. I the only ones that I can think of that like have notoriously long load times are like Rockstar games, GTA, right. yeah, Red yeah. Dead. That's what I'm interested like, to see. That's what I'm interested to see because they already push the boundaries on what's capable as far as mapping of a game and the content of it. So I'm interested to see how quickly one of those games takes to load now because before, you know, Rockstar, if you were playing GTA Online, it could take two, three minutes to down. Or yeah, I remember to, like to bring it back into the game. Yeah, I remember like, you know, selecting it to boot up and then going to the kitchen and like making a drink and like grabbing a snack and then coming back and still waiting a yeah, second still, for it yeah. to finish. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now it's just going to be. So what's interesting is, you know, when they did this, Rockstar announced they're doing some kind of updated, expanded GTA 5, which one I'm like. You know, I know. I, know. I, I bought this yeah. game on 360. I bought this game on Xbox. I bought it on PlayStation. Like, yeah, yeah how many yeah. more times am I going to fucking play this surprise right. game? But I am interested to see what they're going to do because they always promise like some kind of story expansion or like whatever. And you know, uh, I they haven't shown anything yet, but I do wonder. It's you know, with the PS5, with the Xbox, I'm wondering like, you know, if if the added content, if the visual updates, and then if the load times and like all that are like brand new, I just wonder, all right, maybe, maybe I'll check it out one more time. <laughs> Man, look. Even I though know. I hate the idea of it. I know. Well, that's where I'm at because, yeah, I bought it on PlayStation 3 and beat it. Um, then Seth and Weston, I kept talking. Because here's the thing. I was out on, I was out on GTA. GTA lost me somewhere after vice city i just okay yeah well i mean like i played them you know i remember playing san andreas remember playing four uh i just the stories weren't as good i wasn't interested you know i played for the first 30 minutes and then it was like all right i'll play another 15 times where i run around for an hour and kill hookers and you know that was it but five came out and the storyline on that was so much better than the last couple. And it hooked me. Like, you know, you're playing as three different characters. Uh, somehow they got this crazy, ridiculous story that it brings these three guys together. Uh, you know, just like it was a good, well-written story as opposed to, you know, these other ones that I think were just trying to follow the footsteps that are been laid with you know the popularity of three and then vice city yeah i i think i can agree with that i mean i i did really enjoy four i played vice city and i played san andreas and i played them for just like oh, yeah, I remember san their their play factor you know what i mean like right. just to fuck around you know what i mean and uh it wasn't until four that i like paid attention to the story i had a buddy that that really liked it and he was all about it and he'd yeah. come over and we'd play it together and that kind of shit and um that's when i got into the story and then when five came around i was like okay and you're right man it just it hooks 
instantly. Yeah. yeah, look, I mean, and uh, GTA Five is one of very few games that I actually played and played through twice. I'm not a twice yeah. guy, but I did. Yeah. I played through twice on PlayStation Four because I wanted to see the better graphics and I wanted to play with my buddies online. And that's about time uh, a lot got online got on po- uh, really popular. And then they started doing the heist, and uh, I got back in and did right. the heist. You know, so it's like. I don't know. Yeah. There's part of me that worries, uh, you know, how sometimes these things get overcrowded and overpopulated. And, you know, like it gets to the point where the game becomes no fun because there's so many people in there. Um, right. I, you know, I wonder about that because you yeah, have part of me goes, OK, I still play. I would still play GTA Online if I had it. But uh, and at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't want to buy it a third time. Like. You guys already got right. me twice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I know. And, um, but, but it is, it's, it's one of those games. They're one of those studios that it's like, you know, you, you want to see what, what these new machines can do. You play, you play a rockstar game, you know right. what I mean? And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it might take a while before they come, before a new one releases. Because generally what, you know, what they've done, I mean, like, like the GTA Five came out like on the uh, basically the the final year of the PlayStation Three and Three Hundred and Sixty, and you know what they got out of those machines was like spectacular. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. you know it's still pretty crazy, and then Red Dead kind of did the same thing. Um, I mean, essentially, you know. And it's like, I mean, I don't want to wait till the end of the cycle to see what what they come out with next. But I know, I, but I know what what they do come out with will be. It'll be awesome. You know, I mean, it'll push it. I keep seeing signs for GTA or you know rumors of a GTA Six and this and that. And that's yeah. that's where I keep going, man. If they're coming out with a six, I don't want to buy five or third. I'm not want to buy five or third time period. But it's like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to buy a five if in six, seven months I'm like, oh, by the way, six is out. <laughs> yeah, there's been some rumors. You know, there's always lots of rumors. And uh, I believe I'm less more than ever now, you know what I mean? But I think it'll still be, unfortunately, a little ways away. Right. But right. but I, I hope that's because they are i mean i think at this point it's going to be obvious that it's they're going to it's only going to release on on this gen yeah yeah. ps5 xbox series x like i don't think we'll get a version of it for playstation 4 or xbox one or at least i hope not um and uh yeah but i still think it's going to be i've heard some rumors of like 2025 so in like another three years right which i think seems well i guess four years but you know but seems reasonable even though that's too long (laughs) yeah i know i know i uh yeah i know i look forward to it um but honestly there's so many other games that are coming out in between you know Mm. i'm kind of okay with it because i go look man there's a lot i mean they you know right now waiting sucks because it's like i got a ps5 if i really don't have anything to play on it yet but um you know I mean, honestly, as we're talking about, I'm thinking to myself, I'm interested to see if I was to play Call of Duty online and play like Shipment or something that is fast paced. I wonder what my uh, download speed would be during the game. And like if I would be 
you ever play those games where guys seem like they're like so far ahead of you with their their you know internet speed that it's like you almost feel like they're cheating? I wonder if I'd be yeah. that guy. <laughs> no, I think so. I mean, I think in a way, yes, just because one one you're gonna go from 30 frames a second to 60. So it's gonna be, I mean, that that doesn't make a huge difference. But in a game like Call of Duty, when it is down to milliseconds, you know, in, in a lot of cases, you know, that might make that slight edge. Right. And then, like you said, like in terms of just like loading and processing everything, I think you might see like a slight edge. I mean, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's not going to be not going to be huge, but right. I think you'll notice it like as far as like uh, just the smoothness. You know what I mean? I just imagine running up on people and they're in slow motion. And I'm like the flash. <laughs> I just run up there and they're like, ooh. <laughs> there was a couple of games. There was, it was Apex. There was a couple of matches I loaded into an Apex where I don't know what it was going on. It wasn't, I mean, it was lag, but it wasn't like your normal like lag where like you're running and then you pop back backwards, you know? Right, right. But everybody was slow motion. But I was murking everybody. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. like they probably hated it. And uh, but I was, you know, I was in slow motion too. But like because of slow motion, like I was just beaming people right in the face, you know. What I mean? <laughs> but and then like a, you know, five minutes go by and it's back at normal speed and I die instantly. <laughs> that's funny. That's but awesome. um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to those, and I think the next big one. The next game, well, all right, stepping back, Ratchet. I want to talk about Ratchet. Right yeah, now. no, please do because you've got me. You got me intrigued. See, I was never. I'm a uh, like I. Uh, I like technical showcases. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't care. Like, there's that Microsoft Flight Simulator. I don't know if you've heard, seen anything about that, but like, that's a new like flight sim game. Like. I'm not like excited about it. I don't do simulation games. Like I'm not the big one on those, but I want to check it out because it's a technical like marvel and masterpiece. Like it's right. a, it's a completely new innovation using satellite dim like imagery and all that kind of shit. So um, when Ratchet came out, when they re-released it, re redid it for the PS4, I kept hearing about it. You know, oh this is like this is like playing a Pixar game. This is like playing mm. Pixar movie. Like, you know, like you got to see this. Like it's it's the most beautiful game you'll see on the PlayStation 4 besides Uncharted 4. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll check it out. I'm not, you know, it's kind of a kid game. Um, it's kind of like classic, like platformer, beat em up kind of deal. And, um, you know, I was playing like just serious game after serious game after serious game, you know, right. when, you know, from, from, well, you know, Uncharted is not super serious, but I was playing a lot of serious games, you know, and heavy games. Right, right, right. You know, Uncharted, Last of Us, you know, Fallout 4, those right, kind of things. Yeah. They're not just, where not they're just not like fun, cheering. easy games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll check out Ratchet. And it's just such a, it was just such a like fun, like, uh, it's kind of like Lego games, but not not Lego games. You know what I mean? Like, they're just kind of there to like veg out for a minute, you know, and enjoy the the beautifulness, enjoy the the different kind of gameplay. And then it's still like a shooter and 
beat him up and it's still like kind of fun. So I played the shit out of get that game. I almost platinum it. It was the first game I almost platinum. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, but I loved it, man. And um, and it really like really made me like I'd never played a Ratchet and Clank game and never had a PlayStation, so I didn't get to try out any of them. Right. And uh, and I loved it. And so when I saw the second one coming out, I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. And then of course, you know, here it's like a Pixar movie but even more so than the than the last one you know it's like it's even crazier and um and then of course you know you hear the how it's like um it's got like dimensions and shit that you pass back and forth through which um i'm a little skeptical i kind of do think like this kind of game could have been on the playstation 4 uh maybe not look quite as good but i'm pretty sure it could have run on the ps4 um but you know they've got to do what they got to do and you know make some kind of exclusivity and make some kind of big deal out of the new do the new tech and stuff but um but uh shit i forgot what else <laughs> uh, no i uh i get it though i mean i never played uh ratchet and clank actually i don't think i've ever played one but like i you know i remember back on original playstation playing like spyro the dragon and then playing, um, what was the other one? Oh, man. You know what's silly? You, may, you, ever, you ever have a time where you can't remember the name of the game, but you remember, like, the subtitle or whatever the parentheses name was? Uh, I'm having one of those moments. That, like, I can't think of the name of the game, uh, but, like, <laughs> it was such and such Thieves in Time. Oh, Sly Cooper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like I played Sly Cooper. I played, you know, yeah. I played similar games. Crash game. Crash yeah. Bandicoot. You know, like so I played, you know, pretty similar games, but I never actually played Ratchet and Clank. So I may have to I may have to give that a shot. Um damn man, I like Sly Cooper. That was another game I you know I played through and really enjoyed way more than I anticipated. So you've got gamefly, right? Still? I don't, I don't, but I'm about to pick it back up. I think. Well, okay. You know, pick I got rid up. of it earlier. Yeah. The first game you need to get is Ratchet. Okay. Okay. I mean, as far it's the only, it's the only. I mean, besides like Demon Souls and like, uh, there's another one, but who cares? Uh, oh, and the uh, Astrobot, which you already got, yeah. but it's the only like straight PS5 game. Like it's not a remaster, it's not a fucking you know redone. It's just straight PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to play that. Okay. Number one, and I and I think you'll you'll, you'll love it. Like the game, the uh, guns are super unique and fun. Like I said, there's it's one of those games. There's a bunch of enemies. You're hopping around. You're shooting a bunch. There's tons of destruction, and then they're kind of fun. They're you know got little platformers and stuff. They got a nice little story, you know, and they're just flat out gorgeous. Yeah. So I think that's. Definitely. As soon as you get game flat, that's the first game you got to get. I don't know if it's worth buying. I've heard it's a little shorter because they kind of like needed to get it out. Right. And, you know, they, what I like about, um, you know, one thing I've liked about what Sony's done with these last couple of games that they've put out, like Miles Morales, a little tighter, a little shorter, but it was, in my opinion, just as good as Spider-Man. Just, yeah, there was less fluff. Yeah, yeah, and it was tight, and it was um, 
um, but better paced. You know what I mean? Like that was one thing, like I really liked Uncharted 4, but like you'd get to the part and you're like, all right, this is the end, man, this was a good game. And then it went on and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I'm still playing. And then at like another two hours ago and I'm like, oh, all right, this is the end. Right. And it's like, uh, no, no, another, another, you know, hat trick. You got to play another (laughs) three, four hours. And, um, and then like when I finally got to the end, I was like, man, I I did really enjoy that, but I probably could have done with a little bit less, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, I remember four having, having, uh, a bit, just kind of extra stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I don't know, you know, how many charters you played about, you know, I played all of them. Uh, (laughs) that was my first one. Okay. But I I did love it. I I was going to say, um, for me, as someone who's followed it from the beginning, got the little statues and all the stupid stuff you could get, um, I enjoyed it because it tied up, like, not tied up loose ends, but they're like people from Middle ones you'd see or you'd hear about, and you're like, oh, I remember that. So, like, that was mm. cool for me. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, I, yeah, I mean, they could have, there's some fat there that could have been trimmed off of that bad boy, too. Yeah, I mean, it, you got to think, like, my... My first year having a PS4, like, like just looking back on like what I got to play for the first time ever, like, and like, so I got to play like the new, the newest Ratchet and Clank, and arguably probably one of their best ones, even though it was a Rick a remake, but it was all fresh and like you know, and then I went from that to playing Uncharted Four for the first time, the first Uncharted game, gorgeous. It was probably their best gameplay as far as like shooting mechanics and like all that kind of stuff it was ironed out like it's perfect. Then my first, I didn't play Last of Us, so then my first Last of Us game was Last of Us Two. Then Horizon, then Spider Man, then God of War. I'd never played a God of War game, but I played you know Bro. it when it re- <laughs> remastered and re released. Like, dude, it's like you. Went I was heaven. blown away. Yeah, like, it's like my like first you died. Year, I was like. <laughs> Like you died with heaven. Yeah, man. It was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, and now I get to look forward to all their sequels, <laughs> you know, know, or know. respectively, you know. I'm yeah, excited I, about. I can't, I can't I'm wait. excited about Horizon too. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad. I you know a game came out for free and I, I picked it up because you talked about how good it was, and uh, I'm glad I did because it's kind of looking forward to too. Man, that was a really cool game. And I'll, you know, I, I know I mentioned this to you previous, but that transition in that game where you're a little girl and you're learning how to do all these things to, you know, prove to the chosen. And uh, mm-hmm. you do that tumble roll and you, you know, go from being this little, you know, eight, nine year old girl, and you roll. And as you come out of the roll, you turn into this, you know, blossom, you know, girl in her late teens, early 20s. Like, yeah, man, that was a beautiful scene. Like that moved me. I remember seeing that and going, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> that whole game really blew me away, man. Like the uh, the sense of the sense of power, like you build, like first robot you see, you're like, "All right, this thing's gonna fucking kill me." <laughs> first time you see the the T Rex, dude, you're like, "There's that. I've got to yeah. have a whole team. Like, there's no way I'm beating this thing." Yeah. And then you just get to the point where you're jacking everybody, dude. And then the story itself, like, super cool. The collectibles, I didn't do all the collectibles, like all the little cups and shit, like, 
but I did do like the armor thing. I got, you know, spoiler, this, the special secret armor, you know, and, um, you know, got all like the best weapons and shit and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I love that game. Love it. And yeah. it was another one that like just flat out gorgeous, man. It was, it was, it was really nice. Um, yeah. Like I said, that was, that was a good game. So I'm looking forward to that. Of course, of course, I'm looking forward to Far Cry 6. And the more stuff that comes out about it, the more excited I get. It's just, man, Far Cry's just always been one of them classic, like, not too serious, not too boring. You know, hey, we're going to give you some guns. We're going to let you blow some stuff up if you'd like. But also, there's a decent story in there. <laughs> yeah, this one seems a little more, uh, in a sense, like, I kind of felt like with five, they tried to go a little bit more serious with their story, which I kind of feel like they're kind of doing that with this one. They're going a little bit more serious with their story, but then all the gameplay that they showed recently was very reminded me kind of of like new Dawn, like kind of arcadey kind of like, um, like a little bit more playful and fun. Um, which is a real like contrast to the seemingly uh, heavy story that they're going to be doing with like, you know, this kind of Fidel Castro-esque character. I know, I know, especially right now with Cuba being, you know, Cuba oh, being the way, yeah. but that's, that's, different. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean like, yeah, with Far Cry 5, you know, with Joseph Seed, uh, man, like that, that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about Far Cry. I think it's one of my favorite games. They've found a good way to blend this heavy, dark story with this fun uh heavy at times but light gameplay you know like the gameplay itself is you know it's you could just walk around and, and go hunting or ride a car just you know you could it doesn't have to be serious but those lines where the cinematics are like like cheese man and man like far cry five I dare say it's probably my favorite one as far as the story goes. Like, what a story. What a story that was. I mean, and three and four were pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed the stories. Um, but five seemed the most realistic. The most like, hey, you know, this could happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I, I probably agree with that. Um, four there was there is something that stands out for me on four now i didn't play three which i know like a lot of people that played three and loved three like they weren't quite as wild by four but i skipped three um i hadn't played a, a far cry since like extinction like uh like when they did those little islands and shit like that and um and so playing four like the, I think the villains Pin Yang or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, something like that. But yeah, uh, I think that's right. But his character is still like to this day, you know, eight years or six years later, you know, it's still kind of stuck with me. He's uh, like he was a really like sadistic like character that, um, like I think they portrayed and the voice actor like really did a great job on like really like driving home this like kind of um like sociopathic like leader of a country. Right, and uh right. 
it was cool, man. And I think, uh, like you, like I, I really liked five and its story. Um, but there's something with four that's just stuck with me this whole time. No, for sure. And I liked four too. I mean, that was, you know, four is one of the ones where I got the little statue and all that stuff. It's Pin Yang sitting on the uh, elephant yep. statue deal. Um, yeah, no, I, I did. I really enjoyed four. Um, you know, and I think it was a good one. And it was cool. It was in the Himalayas or something similar. So you had all those mountains you could climb and just catch other different yeah. views. The little dinghy helicopter is one of my like favorite <laughs> parts of four. Oh, yeah. Like it I just, loved... it was this rundown little shitty helicopter, but it was like perfect. Like you felt like it could just fail yeah, at any yeah, time. Yeah, at any point in time, you could go down. And then you get high enough and the thing goes off. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It's like, oh, geez, here we go. We're crashing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, man. So, so six, I'm super excited about. Um, I think they're going to do a lot of interesting things. The trailers are pretty fun. And I'm just excited to see that they're the world that they did that was one gripe i kind of had about five was there wasn't really like a uh like a town like you'd have these like little bits you'd have a couple buildings here and there or like you'd have like a little uh and same gripe with four in a way like but there wasn't like a little city you know what i mean or like right. a, a nice fleshed out like smaller yeah. town like one spot you, you know which i think would be interesting at. yeah yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, they had like, like in four, they had those like castles and stuff, which were like kind of nice. And then five had those like military bunkers and like the estates and that kind of stuff. But right. it didn't feel like there was like, it was supposed to be like little month or like a section of Montana. But I didn't, I felt like there was never that little. Right. There wasn't, it wasn't the town you went into with the people who, you know, gave you the reason to keep fighting. Yeah, in a, in a way. So um, I'm excited to see like this little old city with these old fucking cars and like, right. and then all the unique weapons and shit, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, you know, I'm hoping they push, you know, yeah, kind of push the envelope. I mean, I like Far Cry and I always give them kudos for pushing the envelope on the environment. I mean, one of my favorite things about Far Cry is when you're walking down the street and to your left or right, you catch two animals fighting. And you go, what the heck? Like, you know, there's always those elements of realism there where you're like, you may not have anything to do with it. And you walk up on two things that would totally kill you fighting each other. And you go, oh, man. So now I go, do I run away so this thing doesn't kill me? Or do I wait for one to kill the other and see if I can kill it while it's wounded? <laughs> you know, so you, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. like, there's always this fun little elements. So what I'm interested to see with six, because it does seem like it's in more of a city or a town or something with multiple buildings and things like that. I'm wondering how they're going to go about that. Are these, yeah. are they going to have tall buildings? I mean, not necessarily tall, but two or three stories. Uh, are you going to be able to go into these buildings? Like, you know, is this going to be like a call of duty where you can bum rush in every building you want to on the map? Or like, is it going to be more like a GTA where some of the doors open, some of them don't, you know? I'm interested to right, see how right. that works and see, yeah, because this looks much more like a city. This looks much more like uh, blocks of buildings and, you know, how are you going to go about that? Are you going to be able to duck behind these buildings or, you know, what's up with that? Yeah, and that is something that is always kind of disappointing when it comes to, like, uh, like, bigger games like that as far as not being able to 
um, go in or interact with any of the buildings. Like you'll have your like one, you know, that you can go in and out of. So yeah, I hope there's some variety there and there's some exploration and stuff, which normally they do pretty damn well. So, I mean, I imagine it'll be, it'd be pretty good. Yeah. I certainly can't hate on Ubisoft. Uh, Cause they certainly, I mean, they put a lot of effort in those four car games and making them, you know, just. And they got a ton of shit the last couple of years. <laughs> like, like the last couple of years really with their, like uh, with their watchdogs and um in the division and um even you know far cry in some instances they get so much shit over the last couple years assassin's creed they've started improving a lot like this last assassin's creed people have really loved you know right right. um i don't know that their last watchdogs game really landed that great um but you know it was kind of plagued by being a launch title those games kind of always right Not they're kind of half and half you know some are great most of them aren't you know yeah so i think you know with all of the restructuring they've been doing and um everything that they've been trying to improve i think it's going to be pretty solid yeah i think so and i mean you know you're talking about gripe from people uh i agree the division wasn't impressed the first one was kind of neat the second one sucked uh watchdog yeah. watchdog i kind of feel the same way one of them was kind of neat the other one was like eh, okay you know i got it mm-hmm. i got it from the last one you might as well just copy it and paste because that's how i feel like you know so like yeah I mean, and they were both great concepts like and that's what's disappointing about those games is like great concepts like i like um like watchdogs had a shitload of potential and so did the division like division stories pretty fucking cool and i think you know they just kind of wanted to be the next there for a while everybody wanted to be destiny and uh right really even destiny can't be destiny like half of its audience like it's diehard fans fucking hate the game but they still play it every week you know what i mean like yeah i I played it for a little bit i know i played it for a little bit but i was like bro this i can't i can't let this consume me you know <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah can't let this be i mean yeah a lot yeah but it's just you know i'm not i i'm not what i've discovered is like i'm just not into looter shooters like I, I i really liked the first borderlands game yeah but everyone after that I haven't liked as much you know what i mean like i really enjoyed the division the first division I haven't liked you know it pretty much sense you know same with destiny like i enjoyed destiny for the story and for some of the gameplay but i just i couldn't stick around and fucking grind every day right yeah and that's just it games like that where like people are always playing there's always like a central hub there's all like you're never you can never keep up unless you have just you know your entire life to dedicate to trying to keep up with the next guy it's like just yeah <laughs> well and i guess you know and i you know in some regard like like when i was playing the division i had a buddy who bought it the same time as me and we played the shit out of it and right. that is probably why i liked it so much modern warfare you bought it same week as i did i played the shit of it because you were logging in you right, know every right. night or every week you know that kind of shit so 
you know, I think that's a big factor with those games too. You know, if your buddies aren't playing it, it's hard to kind of stick into. Right, or, right. Well, I think, you know. yeah, I mean, that's with a lot of games. Even like GTA Five. now that you mentioned that, uh, if it wasn't for, you know, Weston and Seth and a couple other friends getting on, I certainly wouldn't have played as much as I did. I certainly wouldn't have bought it a second time, you know, so. Right. Right. You know, that makes a big difference. But that's, you know, that comes back to why, like, uh, you know, Far Cry and these other games is because you can get that good story and, uh, you know, still be able to do, you know, whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I've always kind of been a little bit more of like a single player shooter kind of guy. Like right now I'm, I'm playing uh, Metro. Okay. Uh, the one that came out like last year something i uh, dabbled in it like a little bit but i just couldn't couldn't like get fully into it i'm trying to play it over this time and i think i like it a little bit more this time yeah that i'm playing it through like a lot of games for me too it's like mood gotta be in the mood yeah time and sometimes a factor yeah and like going just going back like that's what was so nice about like ratchet this is a nice like little palate cleanser so much different from everything I was playing you know that it it gave a nice balance to and break from from what I was doing right and uh that's kind of like with Metro now like I haven't played a first person like single player shooter in a while so it's yeah, kind of like yeah. scratching that itch now for sure mm. um do you ever play rage too or rage and you know in general oh yeah 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 okay. i love this and you know yeah rage too i thought you I had but, uh, that. yeah yeah that's that's one of my favorite underrated games of all time and uh yeah i remember the only reason i played rage the first one was because i don't know if it's id or id or whatever the company is that made it uh you know they made yeah. do they made doom for you know computer back in the day and you know that was all mm-hmm. we played when i was growing up so like and they came out, I played Rage, and I know we've had this combo before, but God bless. Rage 2 is one of my favorite. I mean, really, one of the best underrated games I've ever played. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. I really enjoyed Rage 2. It was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Stylish. Like, they, they have great shooting mechanics. Like, their guns feel great. Um, you know, I think, unfortunately – for some reason they just have a problem with pacing on their stories right and the they map. just always seem to like end like way before you expect them to you know right the, the what i love about like the map you know the different uh you know levels in the you know in the game and stuff like that like i love driving your car and you look and on your left side is like a cliff that's like Looks, I mean, I don't know how far a drop it is, but it's like four or five hundred feet drop. And then there's a road down there, and you see other cars driving down there. You're like, son of a bitch, you can get down there. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, it was that aspect of it reminded me a lot of, uh, of, uh, that Mad Max game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know the creators or some of the creators from that Mad Max game, uh, came over to help with Rage 2. So I know there's, oh, like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that, uh, somewhere but yeah because i played the mad max game i thought the mad max game was pretty good but i feel like once again i feel like it was a bit short um oh yeah but i feel like uh the guy went yeah after that 
I don't know if they picked up all the guys from Mad Max or how it went, but I remember they picked up some of them, and uh, it made Rage 2 even better because you took the best elements from Mad Max and then put it into this game. And, uh, yeah, man. I would, yeah, if they made a Rage 3, I'd be pretty pretty excited about it. I'd play it. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do because it, I think it's it's one of those games, like, it has mad potential, and I think if they just – like, 2 was definitely better than 1. And I think if you just keep giving them a little bit of resources and time, I think they've got, I think they've definitely have a, a nice competitive shooter. Like, I mean, competitive as far as the other shooter, first person shooters in the market. Um, yeah, I feel like they just need, to like, I feel like they need good promotion. I mean, obviously, you know, I feel like to an extent, everyone's kind of got the same playing field uh, with promotion nowadays. But it's like, that's one of those games that deserves to be out there. You know, it deserves to get uh, more hype and more credit than it does because it was a good one. But um, yeah, yeah, I feel like uh, unfortunately, like where, like where, like name recognition helps. I feel like they're one of the few games where the name recognition can sometimes be a little bit more damaging. Like, like with EA, pretty much EA could have the same problem. Like they could have the same glitches and the same like mistakes as another game by a popular developer, but the popular developer, they'll still get an eight out of 10. Right, and an right. EA game will be like four out of 10. This is trash. EA is the worst company in the world. Right. But it's like, it's the same fucking game. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, but yeah, I feel like rage kind of gets maybe a little bit of that because of the first game where I feel like people overlooked it a little bit and didn't give it as much of a chance or like nitpicked it a little bit more than they would have another shooter just right. because of the name. Well, I feel like, but, it, uh, I feel like it came out, it came out at a time where I feel like maybe games weren't quite as hyped up or put out or promoted like they are now. Like if I remember correctly now, cause I mean, rage came out on PS3. Like it was, you know, that seems like a stone age. That seems like, you know, light years ago. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like at that point in time, when it came out, it wasn't the social media recognition that all these games can get now. And it wasn't with the algorithm where if you talk about a game one time, your phone will 10 minutes, have it scrolling through your feed so you can see it. You know, so I feel like that makes a big difference, um, you know, now as opposed to then, where I feel like Rage just, it was one of those things that just, it never got that initial you know, boost up. So therefore it never went any higher than it did, at least in my opinion. No, I, I think you're, I think you're right there. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, in some regard, when it came out, there weren't games coming out every week and every month. So when something did come out, you did have a lot of eyeballs on it, but you're right. It's nothing compared to like now. But I think, like, one of the reasons, like, with GTA 4, like, I played the absolute hell out of that game. But partially because I was a, a teenager that I only got one game, like, like for my birthday. Yeah, I might right, be got right, three right. games a year. Right. You know what I mean? And now, like, 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 with Game Pass and with other means, like, I can get three games a week. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I mean, know, in some, some regards, it, yeah. Sometimes, like in some ways, it brings down the value of them, and then in other ways, like 
I'm able to really play a lot of different things and experience a lot of different things that I never would have tried, you know? Right. So. Well, I also I think, know, uh, I think uh, the amount of games that are coming out now, I feel like are more, you know, if you look back to uh, the days oh, of yeah. PlayStation three or, you know, back in the, what would that have been? Early mid two thousands. Like, mm-hmm. man, like, once again, social media wasn't this thing, but there weren't as many games coming out. So, like, it seems like since then, the popularity of games have risen. Uh, now you have Twitch oh, yeah. and all these different things where people are streaming gaming. So now, oh, all yeah. of a sudden, there's all these platforms coming out. And now I feel like a lot of games get overlooked just because there's so many of them. You know, you may have a good game come out, but it comes out with six other hitters. And it's like, okay, well, you know, what was that game you were talking about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah definitely and there's there's definitely like a lot of games that have that have suffered that like one of the big ones that i can think of is like titanfall like easily one of the best shooters to come out in the last couple of years but it always would release like the week before a call of duty or the week before a battlefield right nobody would nobody pick it up right you know but it was easily one of the best like one of the most fun multiplayer shooters and then two had one of the best like campaign stories in a while like it's pretty fucking cool yeah and um you know great concept and everything but it would always release right behind or right ahead of a of a or right after you know a triple major a publisher that everybody knows you know right or yeah. everybody buys yeah yeah, but, I, f- yeah. I feel like that happens a lot with a lot of you know like i said there's a lot of games like unfortunately you know release date just happens to be the wrong date and uh you know they disappear into obscurity but um speaking speaking of obscurity um i was reading that last article you sent me on skull and bones i'm interested to uh man i don't even want like part of me don't even want to talk about it i'm like you know what this game this game's like the the girlfriend who broke your heart you keep waiting for it to come out she ain't there I know, man. Like, to hear it says, like, they finally entered Alpha. I mean, you know, that's good news. But then I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, damn. Like, it, like, been in development how many years? Like, you were, like, you had a full, like, it. what seemingly was a gameplay trailer, like, three E3s ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you're just saying you've got an Alpha? I know. You've had, like, a decade to... i know so that one i'm a little worried about but you know again again with ubisoft they've been going through a bunch of shit they've been getting they've been trying to put themselves back on track you know it could end up being pretty dope i know i hope it comes out and it's just a home run i hope it just knocks it out of the park because i mean like you know you know me i've been looking for this game since i first saw it so i don't want to keep my you know, I'm not holding my breath or anything, but you know, I would like to, uh, I would like to see something come out of it, something good come out of it. I would too, man. I just hope it has the content. Like, I just hope it has the content. I hope it's fleshed out and that kind of stuff. Like, like I really liked those aspects of like Black Flag and right. like the other Assassin's Creed game. But then, like, like I was all excited to upgrade my ship, and then like you could only do like three or four things on your ship. Or you like I I wanted to like 
get to the point where I had like one of those like three story mega you yacht. know <laughs> yeah mega mega ships with, you know <laughs> a whorehouse yeah. on the bottom you know but then you yeah, get yeah. like right you ended up you know keeping that same old ship and you could just put a mermaid on the front I'm like well it's kind of cool but right I know I want yeah. a badass ship <laughs> yeah there were a few upgrades but it could certainly uh certainly be better um i want an aircraft carrier that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right i want a cruise ship no guns on it i just want to be a cruise ship with slides in the back and i'll pull up there and i'm like all right mateys you want to ride on these slides <laughs> uh, yeah and then at the bottom of the slides are sharks so that way it is they just go into a pool of sharks gotcha <laughs> with laser beams yeah yeah of course, of course. <laughs> how else would they make sure they're there uh yeah. man so what did uh yeah. i know we literally just spent you know forever talking about games uh well, but i don't oh, God, i know i know when okay so i was thinking about that when is it you moved has it only been like a year or is it two years uh, it'll it'll be a year here. Um, for uh, well, it'll be a year here in, in a couple of weeks. I know. Believe it, it or not, it seems like you've been gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes it it definitely feels that way. Sometimes it feels like we just left. Man. You know. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, man. It's it's uh. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I was, I was thinking about it earlier. And I was like, man, I was like, has he been gone a year or two years? So I was like, I feel like I remember him being here during COVID, but I can't quite remember. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a while. It's been too long. I definitely miss it. There's a lot of aspects up here. I'm definitely happier, but it's definitely a lot of, sh- lot of shit I'm missing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Big time. I get it. No, definitely. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you ain't missing too much. So, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I mean, you know, Melbourne is interesting. Melbourne, I mean, you, like, so you've only gone a year, so you're going to miss, you know, you can miss so much. But uh, I feel like in the past year or so, Melbourne's kind of popping off. Um, you know, they're building uh, Amazon distribution center down the road. So that's going to be a pretty big deal. You know, SpaceX is doing a bunch of stuff. So, like, the area, you know, is, is growing pretty drastically. And, of course, the housing market right now is crazy. So, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of it's an interesting situation to kind of very quickly you're seeing, like, old buildings be, like, turned around and things like that. So it's cool in some sense because you're seeing, like, downtown the galley has all of a sudden got, they like built a high, not a high rise, but like a three story, like lounge thing. Every level is like a different type of thing. Um, you know, like it's got this open, the third story is like this open sky bar type of deal. And just a lot of stuff being built down there. It's just kind of neat. Um, and of course, you know, downtown Melbourne's always forever changing and growing and expanding. So, you know, it's cool. <laughs> yeah man i want to you know want to come back of course you know with the baby that put a big 
damper on like trying to trying to vacation or trying to come back down you know that'll it'll probably end up being a little bit longer now but yeah well, i definitely i think about christmas time because here's my thoughts if you're going to have the baby tomorrow so that gives you like four months or so <laughs> to get you know get acclimated to everything right. christmas time you come down to mom's house bada bing right. bada boom you know, I'm going to swing by mom's house, too, for a Merry Christmas. <laughs> You're onto something. Yeah, bro. I'm You're onto you. something. I'm telling you. Look, seriously, let's see. It's 1130 now. Okay, so literally in 27 minutes, you got a 24-hour window. You're going to have a kid. It's going to happen. I'm throwing it out in the universe. <laughs> throwing it out right now. Baby's going to be born July 29th. I'm going to shoot. Oh, it's funny because she's got her basically one of our last doctor's appointments tomorrow basically what if like you're up in there and they're like all right well, we're just going to check make sure everything's good and like five minutes later uh we're going to go ahead and induce labor <sighs> well that's a big possibility for tomorrow to be to be honest i hope so uh <laughs> they're gonna see because the baby's flipped or it's like butt down gotcha they don't yeah, like yeah, to yeah. do deliveries that way you know yeah yeah and uh and so tomorrow they're gonna see if they can like manually turner which is probably pretty low likelihood yeah yeah yeah. but if they do get to turn her and get her head down then they're gonna induce her and deliver i got you if they can't they're gonna schedule a c-section for next week probably tell them to speed it up so i mean look dog i need you to i need you to do the (laughs) c-section day we got stuff to do (laughs) well you know uh you know, my coach just had, I mean, I say just had a kid. He's like, you know, a month or two at least. A couple now. months old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, same thing. Uh, before they had him, he was flipped the wrong way. And I believe they had to do a C-section to, you know. Cause oh, was, they did? Yeah. What they call it, like, sunny side up or something. Either way, yeah, you know, he's, he was. I had, look, I don't know if that's what they call it. That's what Mike explained to me. He goes, oh, he's sunny side up, so his head's not the right way up or something. Or it needs to be that way. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. You know. Hilarious. But yeah. Yeah. Most likely that's what we're going to have to do, which, you know, I'm not too excited about, but, you know, whatever they're going to do, I guess. Yeah. We'll do, you know, yeah. I just wish to do it tomorrow. (laughs) Listen to myself. Listen to my selfishness. (laughs) They might. They really might. But I could use another week. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i know that i know that that's funny yeah man <laughs> man yeah we're good you know that would be exciting um man i, I felt like we've talked about it already but i want to get your thoughts on it because i don't feel like i've really got to talk to you about uh it yet what'd you think about connor and dustin poirier in that last fight i mean i know we talked about it some but um, and, and and you know since I know I'm a follow-up question here too. Uh, and since the fight happened and Connor doing his little spiel and kind of catching backlash for being, uh, you know, kind of an asshole, uh, we'll put it. Um, how do you feel Did about you that? See his, you saw the most recent thing. Oh, Khabib. I don't know. No. Uh, well, I know he said he doesn't count submissions. He only counts knockouts. And I know that kind of stirred, no, stirred the pot a little bit, but – this one's a bit worse. Oh God, he didn't talk. He didn't say something about Khabib's dad, did he? <laughs> well, it's funny how you called it, but uh, but you know, Khabib posted and he about 
Dustin winning and he says, you know, good always defeats evil. Oh yeah. I did see something about that. Yeah. So Connor posts. So, uh, COVID good, dead evil. Wow. What a dick. Oh, pretty dicky. He deleted it and all that, of course, you know, like he always does, but, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a rough one. Um, so, but anyway, to the fight. Uh, you know, it's disappointing, man. It's disappointing. Um, really feels like the, uh, like Silva, you know, as far as like, you know, I feel like he legitimately lost to Dustin last time. But, but I feel like this was the fight where you're like, okay, he's going to get it back. You know what I mean? Kind of like Silva. Silva legitimately lost to Weidman, even though it was kind of a fluke. He was playing around, didn't take him seriously, and got knocked the fuck out. Comes back, you're like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna mark him. He's gonna run right through him and snaps his leg. Right. Um, man, it's it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I thought he looked really, really good. Um, you coming, thought, you like coming out. Good? Just the opening sequence coming out. I really liked his kicking, his spinning kicking. He was light on his feet. He was uh, he was uh, being really aggressive, leg kicks, like all that kind of stuff. He looked he looked like Connor. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the uh, jumping guillotine, little red flag. Uh, I don't know why he went for that. Um, yeah, yeah. And then and then he, you know, got. I mean, he was getting a couple nice licks in, but, you know, he's getting ground pounded again. Yeah, he was getting pummeled. Yeah. That's the and, thing. Um, yeah. So, it's a hard one. And obviously, I mean, he did snap his leg. But, uh, but right before that happened, right before they stood up um, and Connor threw the next kick and then snapped his leg, I was saying, like, a I was like saying to myself, like, uh, don't stop it. Herb, don't stop it. Let it get to the second round. Let it get to the second round. Because I thought Dustin might just finish him with strikes on the ground right there. They stood up, kind of throws a kick, steps on it funny, snaps his leg. And uh, so I was already kind of thinking, even even right before that, like, man, I hope they don't stop this because I want it to get to the second round. And uh Sure enough, it ends up getting stopped because of that. But so, I mean, he looked good, but he was still getting beat up, man. And I think, I think, uh, Dustin, I think Dustin wins that, that fight every time now. Yeah. I, yeah, do. I think, yeah, I think Dustin, uh, I think Dustin's the future. I really think he is. I think he's coming to his time. Um, I do think Connor, yeah, I think Connor started out good. But to be honest, when I think of that round, I don't think of Connor starting out good. I think of Dustin elbow and the crap out of Connor on the ground. And those elbows mm-hmm. had had a lot, you know, for lack of a better term, a lot of hatred behind them. There was no, you know, like there was anger there. You could see it in his face. You could see it in Dustin's body language. He wanted to hurt Connor. You know, like it, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't that normal UFC fight where it's two guys who respect each other and this is a competition. This was two guys who hate each other and wanted to beat each other to a bolt. Yeah, and Dustin, you know, even after the fight, um, you know, normally he's one of those guys that 
like drops everything but you know even with the interviews flicking connor off you know that kind of shit i mean you know i think at at a certain point you know i think like and this kind of like what happened with khabib in a way like connor does some of these antics to get in their head because it really worked with aldo i mean you know he got Aldo to come out there knocked him out but i think like when you got these those two type of caliber men that he faced it was not the right approach you know what i mean like right well you got you got the dog out of him you know what i mean yeah they came and well and dustin poirier says it he said dude the first fight that's what happened connor got in his head you know and granted who's to say he would have won that fight if connor had not gotten his head or whatever else it was seven years ago lots changed um but nonetheless connor would have won that one yeah i think so dustin wasn't wasn't uh, i mean in a similar way i think uh Dustin, I think Connor belongs in 45. Dustin doesn't. Even though Dustin had a great run at 45 up until he met Connor, once he went to 55, he was another man. Right. He was an he was a he was still a world beater at 145. You know, he was still a, a top three contender when when he faced Connor at 145. But you know, going to 155, that's where his body needed to be. Connor, even though he's a big guy. I think uh, the 155ers, they can take his power, except for Eddie. And yeah. uh, I think he he's a better fighter at 145, but he can't make the weight anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he's definitely – 145, certainly he was dominant. 155, you know, I think he's just another scrapper. And it's it's kind of one of those weird things. It's like I know Connor's great, and he did one of the, one of the greatest feats there in that little span. But then at the same time, you look at – he beat Aldo. Aldo's never come back. Aldo's never won the belt back. He's he's fought for the title a couple more times, but not in any close battles. I mean, he, he handedly lost every title fight he got after that, which I think was two, and even went down in one weight class. Um, then the other man he beat, Eddie, you know, for that belt, the 155 belt, Eddie had just won that belt against Dos Anjos which was a great fight, but Eddie's not even in the UFC anymore. Right. And after that loss, never got, never went to another title contention, never, you know, didn't stay in the top five. It's like, I, in a, in a way, like, I feel like kind of maybe just got lucky for those mm. little, those, that little short period of time. I mean, and it's all luck you know in some regard when you're in there i mean anything can happen you know right it's a fight you know a flying knee can come out of nowhere you know that kind of shit but but i think you know in a sense like like i think if he rematched aldo he doesn't win after like if once he won with that one punch knockout i think they did an immediate rematch he loses. yeah yeah well i certainly um, i certainly think uh I mean, yeah, of course, that one-punch knockout, you know. I mean, maybe he, he planned to throw that punch, but 100%, that was luck, you know. Of course, he was not, you know. Yeah, I, it was beautiful. No way, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. It was perfect timing, but I don't yeah. think it wasn't something he had planned from the gate. It just happened to plan out that way. Um, I can't necessarily say, you know, I don't know if it was all a lucky run, but I will say when you're undefeated. Right, right. right, right. When you're undefeated, um, everything seems impossible to someone does, it, you know, 
And for all those guys, when you're fighting someone who's undefeated, who's talking all the trash, who's doing everything, I mean, Connor in his heyday, you know, he was a force to reckon with. But once Khabib beat him, uh, that changed everything. It was like, oh, okay, this guy's not unstoppable. He's not unbeatable. I mean, granted, he, well, he really when Diaz, is. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in that first Diaz fight, he lost his, his luster. He came back, he he fought him. He won the second fight, but I thought uh, Nate uh, edged out at the very end, in my opinion. You know, that's kind of with a lot of Nate fights. You know, know, if it wins know. one more round, Nate wins. But but I, I do believe that Nate, I, I think there's an argument Nate won the second fight as well. Um, but, um, but you know, that's it, that was a 170, so it's a little unfair. Uh, to Connor in some regard, he was he just fought at 145, but um, but I mean, and and then with the Eddie Alvarez fight, like Eddie's a fantastic fighter, he's, he's a great guy and everything, and and Connor did look absolutely fucking spectacular in that fight, like never never seen a fighter be that dominant in a sense in a championship fight, but he was so dominant in a way, it's like, man, did Eddie just like not show up at all like it almost looked like a fixed fight like of how handedly he beat eddie um, right, right but you know again i like not I'm not trying to take him down now that he's a loser or anything like that I, I think uh, he, he's not you know a loser but but now that he's lost a couple of times like not trying to take away any of his victories and stuff but i do i do legitimately wonder if i mean if, um i don't think without that one punch knockout i don't think he would have won the auto fight Otto's a monster Right. I don't think he wins a rematch with Aldo. And then obviously, you know, Khabib smashed him. Now there's an argument that Connor's the only one of the only guys to go uh once Khabib started like really finishing guys. Like um he was one of the only guys to go four rounds with him in the last couple of years. He was the only guy to win a round against him except for Gagey. You know, there there are some aspects of him that you know you can't deny, but I think, especially after this leg break, he's yeah, not, yeah, this is he'll yeah. never be champion. No, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and honestly, who's to say he? I mean, who's to say he really? He may come back for one, two more fights, but I think, uh, especially after this, his fight career is definitely on the outs. I, I don't know, man. I, I'll be, I'd, I'll be real surprised after this leg injury, man. I'll be real surprised if he comes back. Um, right. I know, of course, right now he is. He's saying he's going to and all that kind of shit. But uh, Weidman, I don't know if you saw, but, you know, Weidman had that break a couple of months ago. I'd say Weidman's was worse. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the same break. They're going to have the same type of surgery to repair and the same methods of repair. You know what I mean? Right. Weidman's was worse, though. But but uh, if you if you just saw, I mean, Weidman is older. But um, but uh, Weidman has to his bones um, aren't tanked, so he has to go back back to surgery and get mm. uh, full plates um, all through the bones. Which that that basically just means he's not coming back. Yeah, they'll yeah. never be able to take a a, a kick yeah, in that can't... leg ever again. Right, it'll be uh-huh. too painful too excruciating so i think if connor connor's connor's gonna have to be really really fucking lucky for this to heal right and for this to 
be as quick of a recovery as he wants it to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Assuming he has uh, a decent recovery or whatever else, I think he comes back. Or I think, I don't know who he'll fight, to be honest. I think he'll try and come back and holler at this Poirier type of thing if he can come back soon enough. Uh, if Poirier wins the belt, I don't think he gets a, I don't think he gets the fourth fight. Um, I think right now, because I think, I, I think they announced uh, Poirier Oliveira for the end of the year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. So um, it may just be a rumor for what they're working on, but I think Dustin wins that fight. Um, I think he, I think he definitely wins that fight. Um, as good as Oliveira is, I think, uh, I don't think he beats the Dustin. Waves. Yeah, the waves behind Dustin. And. Uh, and then if Dustin's champion, there's no reason to give Connor a fourth fight. He's lost their last two bouts. He's lost the last four fights. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't deserve a title shot. And so I think they do uh, Nick Diaz three. I'd be good for that. his comeback fight. I'd be good with that. But I'd be fine with that. Fight. Yeah, I think that's what it'll be. It, um. I mean, that's, I, I don't, I mean, a Connor Dustin four, even though this last one ended on an injury, it doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I mean, truthfully, yeah, I'm not that interested. I'm not that interested because at this point I go, hey, man, Dustin Poirier, look, you can say what you want for that one round. If we had to judge off that one round, I think Dustin Poirier beats him every time because he beat, he pummeled, I mean, for at least half the round, pummeled Conor McGregor, you know. Yeah. Yes, Conor had good leg kicks in the beginning or whatever else, but they didn't stop him. They weren't show-stopping. They didn't make me go, oh, damn, Conor's got this shit. Like, even before the leg break, I was looking at Dustin Poirier beating him on the ground and going, oh, man, this 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 might be over yeah. before it starts. So, yeah, exactly. So, like I said, I was praying Curb would not stop the fight because Dustin was beating him that bad on the ground. Yeah, yeah I'm and, telling you, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think about it, it's like, you know, um, like uh, the whole excuse with Connor is, has always been, oh, well, you know, you know, this time we're going to see motivated McGregor. This time it's, it's calm McGregor. This time it's shit talking McGregor this time it's and it's always an excuse it's it's always oh well his last fight that he lost you know he wasn't motivated he didn't train but this time this is his best training camp he's motivated McGregor now he's he's you know firing McGregor and every time he comes out and he loses so I just don't think I don't think there's a mentality problem anymore right I just think I think, well, I think it's part of a mentality problem, but I don't think it's something he can fix. You right, know what yeah, I, mean? I think, I think, you know, <laughs> uh, I have to give kudos to Ronnie Franklin. Uh, I think Ronnie said it when he was up doing the podcast. He said, uh, the flame's out, like, Connor's done, you know. I mean, like, this was before the Dustin Poirier two or three fight. Uh, it might have been coming up to two because, man, he goes, 
he's he's mentally he's already done. He's already checked out. You know, he became champ. He's made a bunch of money. That fire is not there. Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, you know, and, and honestly, uh, that happens with most champions. Most people who become champion, once they become champion, they don't have anything to fight for anymore because their yeah. whole life's dream was yeah, to be champion. champ. Yeah, and they got it. They got it. They're done. They they're at the finish race, and now you're asking them to know the the race isn't over. Get your energy back and then there's a new finish line yeah yeah they're done they're done and i mean unless you got a guy that that their goal wasn't to be champion it was to be something other than that like which i don't there's not too many guys like that anymore like you know I, i think um like i think Right now, one of the only champions that I can think of, there's two champions, I guess, that I can think of, would be Izzy and Usman. I think Usman will be the first champion to fill out his belt. He'll he'll be the first guy to, to fill the circle with rubies. Yeah, yeah. I think it, that's, I think it's, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, six title defenses to fill out his ring with rubies. I think he'll be the first champ to do that. And um, and then I think uh, Izzy, like they're they're not there to just be champion. They're they're there to be the greatest. Yeah, ever. yeah. They're de- they're there to leave a legacy. They wanna. You know. And Connor's always been that guy, but I think he thought, I think, after being double champ, after winning a hundred million dollars with with Floyd, you know that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, he wants to still continue that legacy. But his real dreams have been accomplished. Yeah, 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 dude. I mean, you know, he's he's become his champ. real dreams have been yeah. accomplished. Yeah. He's become champ in two different divisions at the same time. Uh, you know, yeah, he got to box one of the greatest boxers of all time, whether it's a fixed fight or not, or you know, whether you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and he's made more money than uh, you know, pretty much any MMA fighter has probably ever made. So it's like, oh, yeah. hands down, hands down. I think the only guy to come close, or I think, in, and that's all in all of in all of combat sports. Uh, I think the only guy who's made more than him is Floyd. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's well past Muhammad. He's well past Tyson. I think he's he's only in second to Floyd, and uh, and a lot of and a lot of that is because of Floyd. And then the other part of it is, you know, he made $165 million last year. He didn't even fight. And yeah. it was all from his whiskey. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know how you come back as motivated McGregor when you got $160 million. Yeah. You got kids. You yeah. got wife. Well, yeah. Life changes. Show up on a yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on. I, know. I know. You can't tell me you have the same fight as Dustin. Right, yeah. Comes from, yeah, because, yeah. Comes is, from the heart of Louisiana, you know what I mean? Like, on a good old country. Just can't. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. Yeah, yeah. Just and can't. Dustin hasn't tasted that, you know, he hasn't tasted that feeling that Connor has lived in for the past, you know, five years or so. So, well, I think, you know, like, uh, like Joe Rogan's a good example of this of like money, the majority of the time, money changes people. 
And I think, you know, Joe takes a real like uh, conscious effort of it for it to not change who he is. Like, right. And I think, I think uh, Dustin would be of a similar man to that. I, agree. I think Dustin could have a million, hundred million dollars and be Dustin. Right. Right. Yeah. I, agree. I don't think you'd see him showing up on a $40 million lot to Abu Dhabi to his fight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's just, that's just who they are. And I think at this point, Dustin wins every time. Now, I thought, I thought Connor was gonna, you know, win this third fight. You know, I was, you know, I was rooting for him, just because I like good stories. You know, I like you know, legacy I, stories. I'm glad, I'm glad you weren't at the house. But, then, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but I was 100, percent 100 percent pulling for Poirier. Well, I wanted I wanted Poirier to win, but I thought Connor was going to. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. It does. It does. I still thought I thought Dustin had it. I st- I mean, like I don't know why I felt. I mean, I certainly mm-hmm. didn't think he was going to win like this. But I was rooting for him. But also, I thought he had it. I just thought after that last fight, like I just believed. I believed in the the you know the diamond man. I, like I was there. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And did you happen to catch this last weekend with Corey and TJ? Uh, I caught most of it. I was kind of dozing in and out, not going to lie. <laughs> but, yeah. Watch I mean, watch that one over, man. It's yeah. probably – it's got to be one of the better uh, better uh, bantamweight fights of all time. Yeah. And, um, and I got to say, like, there was a, one thing interesting – there's this thing called the global scorecard or scorecard mm-hmm. where it's an online scorecard where, you know, thousands of people tally the fights and it goes to like 0.00. So it goes out quite a way. It's not right. just like nine, 10, nine, 10, you know, and this is the first time in the history of the global scorecard, they have a draw. No way. A straight draw to the thousandth decimal place so it was like it was like 45.75 for both fighters and Mm. um and like watching it i was like man i was like this is this is a draw if i've ever seen one like tj was the better fighter like he was the better mma guy he won uh somebody uh brandon shop said this he won the sport but Corey won the fight Corey uh, had him hurt a couple of times. Never, he rocked him. Never dropped him, but he rocked him a couple of times. The fact that TJ, I mean, you saw the Corey Sandhagen uh, knee, uh, Frankie Edgar. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much the exact same knee. TJ ate it. Kept coming forward, took him down. Um, ate a spinning back fist. That was would have knocked out any other guy. Uh, got a nasty cut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in his I saw first that. round. Yeah. He uh, supposedly they came out today. He uh, tore. He had a buckle handle tear of his meniscus and a torn LCL. Wait, from a the what? first a round. Buckle handle tear. It's called a buckle handle tear, and I guess it's uh it's the meniscus lining that covers the knee that uh, helps keep all the like fluid inside and helps like uh is like helps as a shock absorber for the knee mm. it was a uh, 
torn. It's torn in like a C shape. Okay. And then, um, and then the LCL, which is your like uh, on the outside the tendon, that's uh, right beside the ACL, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fully torn in the first round. So we basically fought with one eye and one knee <laughs> for four rounds. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, man, great fight. Great, great fight. You should watch it back 100%. Yeah, definitely. But that's I'm one of those fights more. like I love TJ. I always root for TJ, but I really like Santa Hagen now. Yeah, I do too. And, well, uh, I liked him before. I liked him before because I felt like he could be uh, a powerhouse. Oh, yeah. You know, like he's got that. He'll power. be champ. Yeah, he'll be champ. One one thousand percent, he'll be champ. I think. I think what happens? I think you get Sterling versus Jan too. Jan beats Sterling all day every fight. He beat the shit out of him in the last fight. Right. I mean, just beat the beat the shit out of him. Um, I mean, like, didn't beat the shit out of him, but just outclassed him. Like, was right, like no, just throw, throwing him down, like in he, the in the craziest takedowns I've ever seen. Yeah, he definitely had the upper hand at last bout, all the way up to the eye poke or knee to the face. Oh, knee to the face. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I think, and, I, uh, I just remember it's a disqualification. But I think so. I think we get that fight. Jan fights TJ. TJ wins the belt back. And then I think we get Sandhagen, TJ2. Sandhagen wins the belt from TJ. It's on their second bout. And they go for a three. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Three. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to. You three got feet. to close out the trilogy. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think Sandhagen, if they fight again, Sandhagen wins. No, nah, but. Up until, if I remember correctly, and maybe I didn't, but up until this loss, Piotr Jan was pretty dominant, you know, right? Like, I mean, he held the title for a while, right? No, no. Okay. He had just won it. He had just won it um, via – he won it um... – so what happened was uh, TJ had to relinquish the belt because they popped – and then Jan versus Aldo for the belt. Jan beat Aldo for the belt. So he's kind of, in a sense, like paper champ because he got like the belt was stripped from TJ. Right, right. Um, but uh, but Jan was on a nice. He was on a nice tear. He beat Faber, which is like, it's probably the biggest name on his resume. Is Faber, right, right. besides Aldo. But um, but Faber, you know, was an old, old man when he fought him. I mean, he's a great right. fighter, but still an old man, you know. Right. And uh, and so like Jan, I think he's he's I think he is the number one fighter in in the league besides Sandhagen. Um, but but he he doesn't have a real impressive resume. Like if you look at it, like. You know, none of those guys really do because the divisions. I mean, it's stacked, but there's not a lot of names. Right, you know right. I mean? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, this weekend, it's Uriah Hall versus Kevin Strickland. What do you think about that fight? Uh, Uriah gets done. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. He's he's been on a he's been on a, a pretty good roll here. Uh, yeah, he so. looks great. 
he looks great. Uriah, I've always kind of like, I've always kind of been iffy on him. I first watched him on the Ultimate Fighter, and of course he had that highlight reel, you know. And uh, he's a, he's one of the best strikers in in that division, and right. maybe in all of UFC. Um, but uh, and I really want to see him versus Izzy. I think is mm. is the next good fight for Izzy. Do you think he could I be think, Izzy? Um, I think when it comes to it, it would be a lot like the Silva fight, but with a younger Silva. Like, obviously, Uriah doesn't have the same, like, uh, striking and, and, like, evasion, like, right, tactics right. that Silva had. But as far as, like, power and timing and diversity of strikes, Uriah's probably one of the better in that division. Right. Besides uh, Whitaker. Mm. Yeah, which the second Whitaker fight will be good, but I think Izzy gets it done. I do too. I think, honestly, even against Uriah Hall, I'm not sure that Izzy still doesn't get it done. Izzy's elusiveness. Oh, Izzy beats Uriah. Yeah, I was Izzy gonna say, beats Uriah. But... Izzy's elusiveness is always, uh, it's like his his it factor, the way he can dodge. You know, I mean, just by you know, not even inches, dodge punches and things like that. His fluidness, that same fluidness Silva had back in his heyday, you know. I think uh, I think that's what continues Izzy streak. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was surprised. Like uh, that was one of the things. Like I knew Izzy would not be uh, big enough as far as um, like to hold his own at two hundred five against Jan. As far as like uh, the grappling and and wrestling would go, I just kind of I knew he wasn't. He wasn't going to be better than Jan at that. But one thing I was extremely impressed by was his ability to take a shot. He did get clocked a couple of times by Jan, but never seemed hurt, man. Right, right. And if you can take a punch from Jan, then you can fuck anybody up at 185. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, and he did good. He did really good. Uh, like, I mean, you know, it sounds stupid to say. Like, I was, I was proud of him in that fight because he did do good. At two oh five, oh, yeah. you know, and sure. Jan Blahovich or whatever how you say his last name, uh, like he's no slouch. This ain't you know, he's no joke. So uh, after that last fight with Reyes, man, I was like, I don't want Izzy to fight this guy. <laughs> I know, bro. He was so brutal. Yeah, I know, bro. The, he, the way Rob's uh, or Dominic's ribs looked after that first round, like I've never seen any body like injury or bruise look like that man right it was nasty it was awesome i mean yeah i think i think jan i think jan holds that that 205 title for a little while yeah i do too i do too he's he seems pretty dominant there uh you know at least you know he has in the last couple so i'm interested to see how that you know how he plays out i'm interested to see how uriah hall plays out because i uh I never disliked him, but I wasn't ever a crazy fan. But up until these last couple, right. of, you know, his last couple have kind of got me in. And then I've really, you know, up, you know, this Strickland fight come up this weekend. I've watched highlights and stuff like that. I'm like, man, like Uriah Hall, he could be a four. That's the thing with him and Izzy. If he could catch Izzy just for a second, he's got enough power. I think he could drop Izzy. But so is half the people Izzy's fought. You got to catch him. 
that's the thing yeah and i think i think he probably has the most power besides uh probably uh yoel or yeah, yeah. um costa. costa had obviously his great power but those guys are very in a sense one-dimensional that's the thing about Urias. His striking's probably on par with Izzy's as far as like variety of strikes. Yeah. He's got incredible spinning strikes. He's got just incredible kicks all around. And then his hands, he's got superb power in his hands. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. So I think if anybody gives Izzy trouble right now, it's him just because of his creative striking. Yeah, that's, that's I was going to agree. I think that's the same thing. Uh, same thing. Yoel and uh, Costa uh, have the same. You know, I feel like he's in the same league as him as far as power. But the difference, yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're just you know I don't know. They're like big bulldozers. You know, they're only coming right. one way. You know exactly their moves. Whereas, yeah, Uriah Hall has. He's not too flashy. He's not coming crazy out of his wheelhouse. But he's got more in his wheelhouse than let me put my hands up and try and box you, you know? So, yeah, I think uh, there's one thing about Uriah, though, that that kind of throws me some apprehension. But I also like about him after he had his knockout on the ultimate fighter where he did that spinning heel kick and knocked that guy out. God, I know. How crazy. He said that uh, that that scared him. That he thought he killed him. Yeah. Well, Joe talks and about he that. And that he didn't, he didn't like that feeling, and so I think that might cause him to not be as um, aggressive. Um, but he's still a martial artist, so I think he still tries his best. But I don't feel like he. Uh, I feel like he could be one level higher if he didn't have some of that uh, apprehension moral yeah like martial artist conflict in his mind yeah well you know i mean obviously yeah that's a big deal and you know yeah joe's talked about on his podcast before uh he talks about some guy getting heel kicked i think he i think joe heel kicked some guy in a competition and knocked him out and he was out for a long time and joe went to you know his teacher or master whatever sensei and said something to him yeah about it and and the guy's like oh yeah well you know sometimes they die and joe went oh that could be me <laughs> that could be me on that end he's like what what what, what do you mean yeah what do you mean you just people? say sometimes they die <laughs> yeah but i mean you know it's a very real yeah. well but i mean at the same time you know uriah hall like even when i watched him fight silva i mean he was you know like in the moments of the fight I don't see that fear apprehension. I think in the moment of the fight, he realizes this is what he's got to do. Obviously. No, I, I think you're right there. I, I do think you're right there. And especially if you look at Izzy's fight versus Silva and his fight versus Silva, he flatlined Silva. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Izzy never is. I mean, he didn't, you know, knock him out cold, but I mean, he dropped Silva. He easily. dropped him and beat on him. Yeah. I mean, Izzy never did that. Yeah, like there was there was clear there was a clear winner in that Uriah Hall fight with Silva. I mean, like you know, right. it was obvious where this was going. Yeah, yeah, man. I think it's uh, 
I think that'd be a good one. As far as the Sean Strickland goes, I think, uh, again, Sean Strickland, he's a little, he's a good fighter. He's just slightly one-dimensional, and I don't think he's got the reaction time for Uriah. Yeah, I think I think he's good at eating shots, and mm-hmm. because of that, he's, you know, whatever. But, I mean, you, you're not eating a lot of Uriah Hall shots, you know. I watched his last fight, though, and I one thing that was interesting, man, there is a different thud with his punches. Yeah, when you're when you're watching him fight, and the other guy can strike just as can strike better than him, but you there's a different thud when he lands. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, you you can see it and you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. And some guys do just have that freak power. Yeah, and he might be one of them. I mean, maybe so. Well, I mean, you know, you get comfortable in that. Uh in that zone and that feeling, you know, you're able to throw and flow freely, you know, and make, you can, yeah, you can get to those points. You just got to be able to somehow do it and either eat shots or avoid shots and not drop. (laughs) Yeah. And Strickland, he's got a weird, like his guards a little bit weird. He kind of like, instead of being like up here, it's like, it's like it's down here. Right. It's his 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 elbow instead of being like titty neck face. Right. It's like lower rib cage, chest neck. Yeah, which yeah. leaves him prime for a lot of your eyes. Well, it's like he's strikes. it's like he's already prepared to try and block a body shot. Right, all the time. Yeah, which will leave him really exposed for your eye. And my only thought is, in doing that, could it be to try and keep his. Even still, I was trying to think maybe he keeps to keep a hand lower so you can't see that shot coming. But even still, it's not low enough to not be seen. It's not like they're hanging down by his hips. No, but I think you're onto something there. I think it's, I think it allows him to create a lot of uh, torque because right. he's keeping that twist. down. Basically, you're kind of like instead of being up here. And right here, like his lats already engaged, his chest is already right. engaged. Right, he's already it's primed. Like prime. Yeah. And then it's just like, bow, and it's yeah. just got a lot of power. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can get. See, and I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty confident this is correct too. I think you can actually get more power out of a straight punch uh, than you could trying to hook over. I think you're able to produce more of a like. I don't know if torque's the right word, uh, you know, from a straight, you know, from your, like you would punch, you know, a straight uh, jab as opposed to hooking over. Now, obviously, you can turn your body into hooking over, but I think as far as, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong there, but I want to say. No, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's probably, I think, like you said, like a hook can generate more power if you're able to loop it around. But at that same time, you're talking about another half second of it, the travel time. Right. So when you're down there, if you can generate basically the same amount of power that you would from like a winding hook, but it comes in half the time. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. I then think that's maybe, more dangerous. maybe more power from the hook, but more torque from, you know, a jab. I don't mean, mm. shoot. And it's you like know. you said, it's coming from a space you're not looking like. If you've got your hands up, you're looking over your hands. You're looking at strikes coming above. Somebody comes up through your middle with a straight. It's yeah. it's, it's hurting. 
but yeah, I think it's a good matchup. Um, but I do think Uriah gets it done. I do too. I think Uriah takes it. I'm enjoying this Uriah wave right now. I'm riding on it. I'm enjoying seeing yeah. him move. I think he deserves it. He's been in there long enough. Like, obviously, he's on Ultimate Fighter a long time ago. He's always been a hell of a striker. I think there for a little bit, he did get in his head. He was feeling like a lack of respect or maybe just the pressure. He's very old school martial artist, kind of like Izzy. Oh, Blade yeah. Words. Oh, yeah. It is very, like, respect. You know, it is. He's a true martial artist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he always bows. He always gives it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, there's part of this game that's not really built for him, and I think he's found his way around that, and now he's able to kind of get up where he, where he deserves to be. Right. Man, let me tell you, you know, and I know you saw it too, but that moment after him and Silva fought where they sat there and they just hugged it out and cried. Bro, that junk had me crying. It was so, so beautiful. Like, that was when yeah. the Uriah Hall solidification, I mean, like, that's like, uh, it solidifies. Okay, I like this dude. But, yeah, like. Yeah. It's one of the beautiful things about the sport, you know, like you can watch guys for 25 minutes, literally beat each other as hard as they can. And then, you know, come over there and hug each other and tell them how good they did and how proud of each other they are. Like, it's like, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. You know, and that's, that's one thing about that TJ Sanhagen fight that I, I really like. It's one thing, like you can say like, yeah, TJ cheated and that kind of stuff. And like, there's a lot of stuff about TJ being an asshole in the gym and like, you know, kind of always being a killer, like never taking it easy, like, and like kind of being that bad training partner in a way. But um, he said a couple of things because Corey used to be one of his training partners when he was uh, on his title fight run going up to Burrell. Uh, when he first won the title fight, they used to train together. And, um, and in one of his interviews, you know, there was a rumor going around that Corey would always piece him up in practice and that Corey, you know, always like he always lost to Corey in, in practice. And one thing TJ responded, he was like, yeah, he's like, if I don't have people better than me, then I'm not going to get better. And he's like, you know, yeah, there's a lot of guys that put, that made me look bad in the gym all the time. And he's like, and that's, that's what made me, you know, champion. Yeah. And then after the fight, you know, he's like, uh, He's like, man, I, I love Corey Sandhagen. I've always loved Corey Sandhagen. He's like, if I, uh, he was like, I was believing in this kid before he ever believed or ever thought of the UFC, you know? And that's like, that's one thing, like TJ is a competitor and he might be an asshole, but he kind of reminds me of like Michael Jordan in that sense. Like, yeah, Michael Jordan was an asshole, but he, he wanted his, he, yeah. he wanted to win, but as bad as he wanted to win, he wanted his team to win. Right, yeah. He wanted everyone else to feel the feeling he had. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. God, that was a good documentary, too. <laughs> and that was Last good. Last dance. Yeah. God, that was good. I know. I know. That yeah. was good. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, that's one thing that, like, that allows me to uh, give uh, – not give TJ a pass, but allow him to come come back and to be able to still like him. Is because right. at the end of the day, like he is, uh, he's still a good guy, and he's still, uh, he he has the ability to be humble, 
and the ability to 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 know what's real you know right right uh so well, i think yeah. i think yeah i think he you know yeah he has the ability to be humble but he's a hustler too he's trying to look he right. knows he knows every day is a day closer to the time he can't do this anymore so he right. you know in his mind he goes all right bro like we push because one day we ain't gonna be able to and it ain't gonna be much longer unfortunately yeah. with those I mean, two years off i mean he looked fantastic for two years off double shoulder reconstruction you know two and a half years off really but but yeah man i mean and he still came out and he beat the number one contender yeah he's a monster yeah i mean what do you say to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, i know i'm looking forward to seeing him fight again me too there's a lot of good ones coming up yeah man yeah the rest of this year should be pretty solid I know. Anyway, guys, we got Amanda Nunes coming up. Well, I think her fight might have just got canceled today. Oh, yeah? Was she fighting Tatiana Suarez? I'll be honest with you, I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember who the other girl was. I can't. I think it was Tatiana because – or it might might be Juliana Pena, but I know a fighter just got – just dropped out today. It might be Pena. I think it is Pena. Okay. I think it's if Juliana. If it's Pena, then it's still on. I want to say it's Pena. I'm pretty confident uh, that name's sticking out to me. So, yeah. I'm going to guess that's who it is. That's the same one with uh, the Beast, the Black Beast. That's going to be good. Yeah. I think, who do you think takes that? I think Gon takes it. That's a hard one, man. It's a hard one. I almost never feel like – I mean, I love Lewis, but I almost feel like he's always over outmatched. But I do, then he always yeah. comes and fucks him up. So, see, here's the thing. Uh, my reason for choosing gone because I'm certainly a Derek Lewis fan. But Derek Lewis, once again, I feel like he's kind of that, that one track. Like, you know his game. His game is I'm looking for that one punch. I'm going to try and knock you out. But gone is yeah. very elusive, you know. For a mm-hmm. big guy his size, he's very elusive. He moves a lot. He's in great shape. He's undefeated for this reason. I'm not sure Derek Lewis takes it. Because I'm not sure Derek Lewis finds that shot. Yeah, I I agree. I, I agree with that. My only uh, thing with Gone is, um, yeah, I can agree with that. Uh and partially because I feel like Gon's not going to go in there and uh, put himself in a position to get hit like that. Um, But I also don't feel like Gon is aggressive enough to like put him out per se. Right. I don't think so either. I just, yeah, I just, I think, I don't know how Gon wins, but I think Gon takes it maybe split decision. I just don't think, I don't think Gon's going to stay still or put himself in a position for Derek Lewis to catch that shot he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, where, yeah, whereas I with Rosenstrike and a couple of these other guys who's fought recently, it's like, you know, they're heavyweights. They ain't doing a whole lot of moving. They're pretty much like, hey, let's, let's you know, bob and weave and try and knock them down. But, like, with Gon, there is some movement there. He's, you know, he's much more athletic than most of these heavyweights. So... Yeah, and I think, you know, as far as, like, uh, in that division, 
I feel like uh, Gon is the most interesting matchup for Nangano because they're basically the same size. Yeah. Um, but Gon is definitely the better striker, and he might. I I don't think anybody has uh, Nangano power, but I feel like he would probably have the power to put Nangano out. Right. If that right. power exists, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if he's got one punch knockout. I don't think I don't know if he can knock him out with one shot. Uh, no, but I think but TKO. A, yeah, a barrage of shots certainly could happen. And same thing, I feel like even against Ngannou, I think uh, Gon has more agility. So once yeah. again, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a game of cat and mouse. It's gonna be trying to catch this guy, corner him somehow, cut off the octagon to really, you know stop Gon's movement and that's the only part of the battle once you stop his movement then you got to figure out how to not get killed by him at the same time yeah and Nagano is he's scary he makes he I like watching Nagano fight is like watching like a scary movie as a 10 year old like you want to watch like this the whole time like I know you're yeah you're scared and excited at the same time I know bro I mean his last Stipe fight was a whole different, uh, a whole different level. So, and I feel bad for Stipe. Like Stipe's come out and he's like, he's like, I, I think it's pretty fucking ridiculous. I've got to wait for the winner when like DC got immediate rematches and that kind of shit. Um, at the same time, Stipe did get his rematch when DC won, but, um, but I do feel like. I feel like Stipe needs to recover from that knockout. Right. And I do feel like a heavyweight fight can happen in the meantime. Yeah. And I don't feel like Nangano loses to where Stipe doesn't get that rematch title fight, but I think he needs he needs yeah. to heal. Yeah. Yeah, he took a pretty nasty he really needs to be out for six months at least and that's kind of what i felt like with connor too like connor legitimately got knocked out uh with justin yeah like and um and i felt like he came back too soon after a, a legitimate knockout i mean like i mean he wasn't like cold like laying on the floor waiting to be revived yeah it wasn't like, 10 minutes but it certainly but he went limp twice yeah well, yeah, the lights and, went out, uh, so, you know. And I feel like um, if he didn't break his leg on the kick, he was going to get another TKO loss because he came back too fast. Yeah. And I feel like Stipe, if he doesn't take – I feel like Stipe, the reason why he lost to DC the first time is because he, he fought too fast after fighting Nangano. So if you're yeah. going to get knocked the fuck out by Nangano and then try and fight him again – three weeks later you're, you're gonna die <laughs> yeah 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 it's like bro just just relax that uh you know yeah yeah i agree with that i, I know, think the only way he too. beats nangano is if he fights nangano in a burning building <laughs> <laughs> with... <laughs> that's funny uh, <laughs> uh that's good with, with all of his firefighter gear on. right i know yeah, and Stipe's got an axe, a fireman's axe, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
He's just exactly. running, running through with a tank on with oxygen swinging through, and then gone is blocking axe shots with his forearms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like yeah. an action movie. You know, uh, I saw where Gano, I think, is playing Black Panther. I think he's playing Black Panther. I saw something where it said it was in Ghana talking about something that said Wakanda forever, but I couldn't. Uh, mm. I couldn't. Um, I don't know. I kind of caught a bits and pieces of it. I couldn't quite hear it because I was at work at the time. But I'm pretty confident he's the new Black Panther. Or some some variation of, of Black Panther. You know, I don't know if he is the Black Panther or if he's going to be the Black Panther's big brother. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said, check on it. Because I, I remember, I mean, like, legit, it has something to do with Marvel. Uh, um, it had to do with, um, here I am back with subtitles again, the Avengers. Um, and, you know, I remember he was saying something about being part of, like, how honored he was to be part of something. And then I remember him doing the little Wakanda forever deal on his, you know. Oh, shit. So he may be yeah. Black Panther. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Which, I mean, would make sense. You know, the other guy was Chad something, whatever. You know, he passed. So, you know, I mean, you either kill the character yeah. or you find some other place. And then Francis Ngannou would be great. Well, they I know they did just start filming on it. Yeah. So maybe that'd yeah. be pretty dope. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he looks like a superhero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a Black Panther I could get behind. I get it. Yeah. He looks like he could kill bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Craziness. Loaded. Well, my friend. I don't know how long we've been doing this, but for certain, it's been at least an hour, maybe two. <laughs> I think it's been two. Yeah. And mm. honestly, I could probably do another hour if it wasn't 1230 in the morning. <laughs> I know. By now. Uh, I know. Same. But, uh, you know, I think we we got a good little chunk here and we'll definitely we've got, like you said, a lot more for next time. So Yeah, for sure. Well, dang, my well, friend, sweet. it was so good talking to you, you know, I, I know, uh, I, you know, I mean, everyone knows I rant and rave about you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, long overdue, buddy. Long I overdue, and I miss these talks. We used to have them fucking every weekend. I know. I know. Yeah, that's the thing for those who uh, are listening. Uh, you know, I've said it before, but literally every Saturday, Daniel's coming to the house for like four or five hours. So, like, every Saturday, it was these, like, long, thought-out discussions or whatever else. And now we've gone on almost <laughs> a year without them. So, uh, you know. Gosh, yeah. I know. It's been a long year. Bruh, ain't that the truth. <laughs> ain't it's that been, the truth. I mean, it's gone by fast, but, man, I've not. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're going to have a baby here in the next 11 and a half hours, so, or I'm sorry, 23 and a half hours, so, you know. Yeah, I know, it's you. crazy. That's how long I've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to shoot with, what time is your appointment for this, uh, for the doctor today? 
Tomorrow, uh, well, yeah, today at 2. 2? I'm going to say you're going to have a kid around 4.30. Uh -oh. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I hope not, but you'd be very you could you could be hundred percent correct. Well look, I know you're hoping not, but every power I have for the universe, I'm throwing it out there. I want it today between 3 30 and 4 30, and that's that. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm down for whatever happens, but of course right. another week to get everything prepared would be nice, but yeah, right. I'm down for it to happen tomorrow. Come on, man. Party time all the time. I'm ready to see this <laughs> baby pop out. <laughs> yeah, uh, buddy. Well, my friend, it was good talking to you. Uh, it was get, awesome. Get some sleep. You got a long day ahead of you. <laughs> you too, man. You too. And, and uh, we'll, let's do this again next week or this yeah, weekend sure. or yeah. whenever. No, we definitely need to. This was too much fun. <laughs> Sweet. All right, bro. Well, All right, brother. Tell uh, the family hello. Give them my love. And uh, I can't wait to see my sweet little niece tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Uh, Word. Uh, All, right, All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Toots. Later.